You ready for a podcast, Billy? You want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast for old time's sake. Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about my morning jacket. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing this three by three episode with me. I feel like <laughs> I'm excited. This is taking us back to our roots. Well, let's talk about real briefly for the audience how this went down. So you were like, uh, let's do my morning jacket. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to like, No, I don't know them. I don't like them. I don't know them. And then you're like, you know what would be good? And this is classic Bill. You know what would be great? It would be like another three by three. Um, you know, you do three and I'll do three. And I was like, I don't have time to learn about my morning jacket. And you're like, fine, I'll do the tour episode of it. And so um, then I started listening and I was like, yeah, I kind of like this one. I kind of like that one. What if Bill doesn't choose it? I don't know. So I sent you, I sent you a Slack saying... Um, you know, if you want, I could do a three by three. I don't want to take you, you know, three by three. And you're like, well, you know, that would be better. I'll, be, I'll take it. So now we're doing a three by three. I'm so happy we're doing a three by three. <laughs> I, I feel like these are always the best ones. And I also feel like, I'll be honest, I like what I like by this band. And there's a lot that I just haven't felt the need to pick up okay so especially here's, newer stuff here's a question for you and yep. maybe for the audience for everybody to play at home are we going to overlap in the things that we like or are we going to totally miss each other with what we like i well, think this, this kind of happened with lord huron we're like i missed half the catalog and you had a we had like a very different perspective yeah yeah i i'll, I'll be interested to see i think we're gonna totally miss each other i hope so because then we'll have a more interesting playlist. I have four top songs, and I had a very difficult time sorting them out. Mm -hmm. And so if you pick one of them, that'll save me the problem. All right. So uh, can I tell you uh, like an origin story, how I learned about this band? You can, but you have to keep it quick because remember, we've got new rules. Jesus. I don't know the rules. Should we share the rules with our audience? The rules are these. We can't do like honorable mentions and um, also... Somebody else's favorite one and the covers <laughs> that mean? they did of other things and all <laughs> the rest of this. That's the best stuff. We've got six songs. Jeez. We, got, we can mention, we can have honorable mentions, but they can only be mentions. We can't really listen to them. Wow. I love it. Except for the ones that I might have lined up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe we should jump right in and then get the origin story as we're listening, unless you've got a lot to say about the first song. Uh, it's, it's not that much. I'm just going to say that I learned about this band because a friend named Roddy Biggert former member of the Mint Jelly Jam Band and bandmate of mine. <laughs> After I had a gig with Space Cake yeah. at the Bitter End in New York City, he said, hey, let's go to Webster Hall and see My Morning Jacket. I have an extra ticket. And I was like, great. And I was like, wow, that's a real band. <laughs> <laughs> right. It can be humbling. Totally. All right. Waljin, hit me. All right. Name a track. Let's see if it's on my list. Okay. Number three song. Mm-hmm. Only memories remain. Only memories remain from the waterfall. Only memories remain. Not on my list. Okay, good. For time they by the sea. Now I want to know 
why this is in contention? Well, it takes a minute to get to the part that I'm about to talk about, but okay. first of all, the bass sound in this song, and there's another one. The last two songs on this album, one of them is Only Memories Remain, and it's got this great, super loud bass sound, and I was trying to figure out what it was, and I think it might be that it's octaved. hear that so it's basically like a chord but it's not i mean it's it's, it's a, not a chord it's it's i wouldn't call an octave a chord i guess technically maybe it is a chord but it's a double stop yep it's the same note one octave apart right and sometimes it sounds like the doubled note is down below where the bass would normally be sometimes it feels mm. like it's higher okay listen Could it also be doubled, like, in terms of how many times they recorded it, so it has, like, a chorus effect? No. It could be that it's a different instrument that's doubling it. Mm. It does sound kind of synthy, mm. but it might also just be an octaver on that, mm-hmm. like a, an effect. Oh, okay. Mm. This song sounds like it's a Beatles song from Abbey Road. Mm. It sounds like a George Harrison joint. Mm. I can hear that. The guitar sound is like super staccato. It sounds like George Harrison that's been influenced by Motown to me. So I like this song. Tell me if this doesn't sound like a George Harrison guitar. No. I don't know. (laughs) I like the tone. I like all the space in it. One of the characteristics in my mind of my morning jacket is a lot of reverb on the vocal. And sometimes it can be hard to make out what they're saying when that happens. But I feel like you can hear it articulated. Yeah, I think that they toned that down after Z, okay. the album Z. Okay. And prior to that, it was full on... Turn it to 11? Well, we don't have to listen to the whole rest okay. of it, but because I've sort of made my point. Yeah, with it. I like it. That's a good pick. Thanks for sharing it. All right, I'm going to play my favorite song. And just to smite you, not to spite you, but to smite you. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the live version. Oh my God, Bill, why do you keep doing this to the audience? You know, they're going to begin to revolt. Because the audience is like me. They like the live version. No, they have better taste than that. The song is called Wordless Chorus. We're going to hear the live version. From MMJ Live Volume 1, Live 2015. (laughs) Okay. I wonder, now I have to ask you, is this song on your list? No. Wordless Chorus. Originally off the studio album Z. Not on your list. It's not on my list. I, I like the album Z. Right, this is one of their big ones, right? Well, let's look. On Z, it's got 
It's got the most listens. It's the first track on the album, so that helps. 28 million. 28 million listens. And on the live version, am I really <laughs> smiting you? On the live version, 21,000, so several orders of magnitude fewer. So the studio version is a 1,000 times more popular more than a thousand times more popular than the live version. That's right. Now I feel like we should listen to the studio one. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't. I thought they were being pretty faithful to it. So the first pick up, the first pick I'm going to play is off of the studio album Z. No. <laughs> no, go back to the other one. Go back. It's fine. I'm just giving you All a hard right. time. We're about here. Yeah. So, okay. So a couple things I like about this song. First of all, as the drummer, I don't know. This is kind of like one of those things where it's it's maybe more interesting in my nostalgia, my memory. But like I remember figuring out what was going on there and thinking it was kind of fascinating. Uh, I remember like listening to it on my headphones with a iPod, with a white iPod, right? <laughs> and also, the bass pattern does get like more interesting as the song goes on. And and sort of like towards the end of the song, there's just some really great almost yodeling <laughs> in the vocal right. that I really like too. And now, by the way, you can hear the bass jump pattern is like much more active in this chorus. It's got a double bass drum going there. I could probably do that with one foot. Here's the, here's well, the, fancy. here's the exuberant yodeling. This is fun to sing along to, by the way, if you like this song. It's also fun to sing along to with your friends. Do you sing along with the yodeling part? Yeah. <laughs> you just have to go for it, you know. Anyway, thanks for entertaining me in my wordless chorus jam. All right, what's your next pick? I can't, and I, I hope I hope we have some overlaps now that we have not had none. <laughs> okay, well, we're not going to have any overlap on this next one. Okay. Okay. Now, rarely in music do you get a whole note. Mm-hmm. So, on the album Circuitual, Circuitual, Circuital. There's a song called Slow Slow Tune. It's a circuitous, it's like a circuital meander worm. Dude, you keep picking music that I'm not familiar with, and I'm <laughs> loving it. Well, all of my four songs that I had put together come from two albums. What? And this is the one that the Beast helped me bump from fourth up to second. I'm just going to turn this around and say your picks are false. <laughs> just going to preempt it. Check out the snare drum. Mm. Beast was like, that snare drum sounds like it's too loose. The snares are too loose. It's a sort of like an open reverberating. Yeah. Well, she's a drummer and she would know what loose snares sound like and she's not wrong. I thought you would appreciate this guitar solo because it's sort of a, 
uh, more on drugsy, single noted, tonal deal. Uh huh. get some whole notes on this there's gonna be there's a moment later and i'll call it out in a second one thing that kind of bothers me about the snare part is there's i want like more of a dynamic between the backbeat and the ghost notes it is a slow slow tune okay listen okay so we've lost the snare And the bass drum's quarter notes. I don't know what that other instrument is, but it could be an organ. Sounds steel guitar-y a little bit. Listen. Alright, and your whole note starts right here. This song made the uh, Super Mellow playlist. I love it. That's great. What an honor for my morning jacket. Isn't it cool? Like, it, it's trying to resolve, and you think it's going to resolve, and it kind of doesn't. And then when it, when it's, and then when it really doesn't, it just makes you wait for four beats before it comes back in. Uh, that's pretty sweet, the four beat pause. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's like so satisfying when it comes back. Yeah. Do I hear it again? I, I do. <laughs> Let's do it. I do. All right, here we are back at two minutes, two seconds. Well, what you what you miss when you start at two minutes is that the snare drops out there. Ah, uh-huh, okay. There's something sublime about that change. You think that it, it, this would resolve, but it doesn't resolve. And it doesn't resolve here either. Resolve. That's very satisfying. It gives you the whole note of rest at the point of resolution. There's definitely someone in this band who cares about the way the guitar sounds. You agree? I do, and I wonder if it's Jim James, the mm-hmm. guy from Michigan. Mm-hmm. This one. <laughs> Someone's saying, she's not from Michigan. If you know anything, you know. <laughs> well, we say a guy from Michigan. It's our inside joke. It's an inside joke, and it means the... You have to listen to the whole show to get the joke. Yeah, you got to go back all the way to the original... Uh, <laughs> was it, War- it was Lord Huron episode. Lord Huron. Do you hear him, baby, anymore? Now that you've grown this slow, slow, too. Okay, Waldron, I'm going to play uh, my next song off of what I think is their best album. 
which I would say is it still moves. Really? Which came out in 2003. And okay. I'm 100% biased by the fact that these are the albums I listened to when I was more open to this music and like taking it on. It's interesting. Like I gave you an impossible task of like, hey, listen to this band you never heard of. They've only got 10 albums and uh, find the three. I skipped all the live ones. It was much easier. Still, there were a lot of, there's a lot of music to wade through. And I didn't. I found myself not really willing to engage with the stuff that I wasn't already familiar with. So interesting. There's that caveat, but I like this album. It still moves a lot, like front to back. Me too. The whole album is great, and I highly recommend it. We're gonna play the song "Golden" off that album. So you like acoustic guitar. This is just so sweet. I do like the acoustic guitar, and I'll prove it when I announce the one I think is their very best. Here's some of your heavy reverb voice business. Totally. And that's in a lot of these songs. So I feel like Z is the point of inflection for this band. The album Z got a lot of love and a lot of attention, and it's where... Hold on, hold on a second. You're you're going off on some tangent about the album Z, but I gotta tell you about Golden first. Okay, I was I was about to talk to Z about Z, but I won't. Come back, come back to your thoughts on Z. I want to just put a pin in them for a second. Just yeah. While we're listening to Golden, just tell you a couple things that I like about it. What you hear this train beat. Yeah, that's just such a classic beat. And it's always fun when you hear that one. It does feel like the sound of a train going down the tracks. And to me, I think what he's doing is, I think he's playing it on the snare drum, and I think he's playing it with brushes. Do drummers ever play like one brush and one stick? I mean, dude, I'm sure somewhere there are drummer, there's a drummer who, who does that. What's really fun is when you go from brushes to sticks mid-song without blowing it. And that's like a whole thing that you practice how to do. And drummers much more accomplished than me have way better technique with brushes than I have. I think brushes are pretty cool. The texture you can get out of the snare hat, the brushes are pretty amazing. Cool. I don't have too much to say about this. I love the, I love the guitar part and the drum part. And Martha encouraged me to try and speak in metaphors. And so the metaphor for me on this one is train. like, I'm on the train with my acoustic guitar. I like it. Yeah. If it falls apart, it makes us it's not much of a metaphor. She's trying to turn you into a poet. It's a long journey ahead. Well, the train song, and this is a total train snare pattern. It's a wonderful genre and worthy of a playlist. And I'll work on it. I can think of one or two that I would already put on there and if I've got three songs in the category that's enough for a playlist for me <laughs> I love it so you were in the middle of like major thoughts you wanted to share around Z being an inflection point can we go back there it's nice of you to make room for them because they're really my only thoughts about this band but you know we we talked a lot when we were talking about talk talk we had a long thing and I had to cut out most of it but we had a long thing about Pink Floyd and Radiohead as being sort of uh, in a way sort of related and and how I thought that like maybe Talk Talk could be a a, a band that would sort of fit in between those mm-hmm. those two 
bands for a certain minded person. Mm -hmm. And what caught my eye was for the album Z, David Frick, Rolling Stone writer, wrote, and I'll quote, America is a lot closer to getting its own radio head, and it isn't Wilco. <laughs> and that's what he said about Z, right? Yeah. And what's interesting is that Z was produced by John Leckie, huh. who did produce Radiohead and Pink Floyd. Oh, that is interesting. And so this band is like, you know, if there's a maybe a, a post Radiohead uh, successor in that line, I think many would say that My Morning Jacket is sort of there. Wow, that's some high praise. Well, and I was listening for that. And that's one of the things that got me like open to listening to this band some more because I wanted to mm. hear where they were and then how they got to, you know, mm -hmm. what might have been considered the moment when it's not just HMFR or a lot of reverb, but they're doing compositions. And you know what? My song that I think is uh, their very best is called It's on the Waterfall. Tropics, parentheses, erase traces, is the one I think is their very best. And, and I think it maybe would be a good backdrop for this discussion. On the Waterfall. This came out in 2015. This is like right in the era when I wasn't listening to any new music. Because <laughs> I had a seven-year-old child. Right. I was listening to like Taylor Swift. Not even. <laughs> I mean, you know. Classic for a Waldron's their very best pick. The song is takes forever, I think. It's, it takes forever to build up. It's like seven <laughs> minutes long, I think. Or, or maybe longer. It's five minutes. It's okay, okay. Well, that's it's pretty good. Yeah. But I loved the guitar in this thing. Yeah. One of the things that you said, and Tim sort of backs you up on it when we were listening to Talk Talk, was that there was a Carol King vibe to it. Oh, yeah. And I just totally object to that. And objected to it at the, at the moment, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Uh -huh. and, and I was trying to come to a way to verbalize, and I'm not sure I'm there, but like a way to verbalize like what I think of as the difference between like a songwriter and a, for lack of a better word, not to make it sound too um, highfalutin, but a, a composer or compositions. And one of, the, one of the differences is like with a Carole King song, and this is an art, it's an art I don't necessarily have. If you write a song, it's a lead sheet. There are chords, there's a melody, and some lyrics. And that's all you really need to have and to be a great songwriter. Right. But there are pieces of music that I consider some of my favorite pieces of music ever that you couldn't just make a lead sheet of it and expect to have it have the same impact. substance or heft this is why i'm such a studio hound is that like you know you you need to put it together you need to assemble the composition from the sounds and the pieces and and maybe you can reproduce it live but it's not a thing that you just sort of stand up and improvise huh. and i would call the earliest stuff from my morning jacket much more in the sort of let's write a song and play the song and with Z and especially in Through the Waterfall, I think of it as being much more in this composition mode. Oh, that's interesting. 
Maybe I need to give it more time. I don't know, like, I felt like I was, like, rushing listening to this albums that I wasn't, like, oh, I gotta listen to all these albums. I was kind of overwhelmed by it, the ones that I wasn't familiar with. And maybe the compositional nature of them also made them, like, harder to take on. Starting with episode four, the Lord Huron episode, I, I noticed this very thing that, like, if I'm not, like, open to it, yeah, then I just won't hear it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't just get open to it. Sometimes I can like read something that's interesting about the band and be open to it. Yeah. Maybe what you need to do is listen to a podcast that like helps you track <laughs> onto the best songs Maybe. by the artist. I think so, yeah. If that existed, that could help you. One thing that helped me kind of be open to listening or want to hear, want to hear different stuff here was this guy, Jim James, we call him the guy from Michigan, the, um, the primary like artistic force. Right. Did you know that this podcast has already played a piece of music with Jim James on it? No, I did not know that. What piece of music was that? It's... Lord Huron? No, it's Booker <laughs> T. Jones. Oh, no way! Because he was one of the guest artists on the song Progress it, on the road from Memphis, which I used as our intro music, I think, for the Booker I, T. Jones all episode. All roads lead to... Booker T. Jones? Booker T. Jones, it turns out. In that album, he goes by Yim Yames with Y's instead of J's. <laughs> I think it must be like some sort of contract thing. I should start going by like Yuli Yodo. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> for, this, my, for my other I'm gonna, podcast. I'm going to call you, right. I'm going to call you that from now on so you can do it for this podcast. That was the song that I thought was their very best. And so now I think it's time for you to declare their very best. Well, I played Golden. <laughs> it's going to be from the same album, isn't it? No, I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to say Wordless Chorus is their very best one. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing it all up, but. Can I do some impromptu predictions real quick? Sure. Your, their very best song is going to come from the album Evil Urges. That's true. Okay. Prediction accomplished. No. Uh, my next song is coming from Evil Urges. Uh, but like I said, my very best song was... Oh, uh, okay. But it's interesting that... Uh, can you pick the song I'm going to play? I don't think I can because I'm looking at three songs that I po uh, chose from that, from that album. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you won't choose any of them. I have Touch Me and I'm Going to Scream Part 1. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed mm -hmm. and thank you too. Mm -hmm. Well, in my list, a short list. You know what? When you get three tries out of 13, you pretty good odds that one of them is going to hit. And one of them did. And it's I'm oh. amazed. Oh, nice. Yay. So let's all be amazed. <laughs> I am amazed. This is just a sick melody that comes here. Right. I remember this. The harmonics. Those are harmonics, right? On the high notes, they are. It's kind of like a We Will Rock You beat. It's just, this is just, this is a great song. It's like Anthem Stadium Rock, but I love it. It's got such a 90s feel to it. Totally. Great guitar noise. I mean, it's a great song. I, I will say, um, this is like one of the songs 
on an album that I didn't really listen to that much, right? But I did like check out some of the more popular, newer ones, and I was like, yeah, that's a great one. I'll also say, in the family court of public opinion, my my family mostly was just happy to pass on my morning jacket. Really? Well, the Beast kind of dug it. You know what it is? It's like they liked it at first, and then there were some songs that were just really heavy and. It's hard to have conversations listening to like the ones the heavy, that I like. Well, <laughs> heavy, heavy with like distortion and oh, like I see. It's sort of like too much rocking for conversation. After I'm glad we overlapped on that one. I mean, yeah. finally. Waldron, is it decided though? It's decided. I've decided. <laughs> okay, well, let's have some proclamations. Just this from- is good. We have a little bit of a debate here, right? So I think the best album is It Still Moves. And I think, what do you think the best album is? I like The Waterfall. Waterfall. First of all. Yeah. So there you go. And I think our, our faithful listeners will know what to do with that information alone. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right? I think. They yeah. know us. They know us better than we know ourselves at this Do point. you think that the very besties are there's a schism and there's like Bill Be- <laughs> Bill Besties and Waldron Besties like the people who were like bigger fans of like Bob yeah versus oh, Jerry Waldron's, Waldron's p- p- selections really suck I made it for Bill's picks uh, I just know it's time for me to go to the bathroom as soon as it's a Bill song yeah <laughs> <laughs> well they should get in touch and let us know how can they do that and they can do that on Twitter Instagram and Facebook they're very best email their I guess it's contact at their very best.com and wrong or false at their very best.com if you disagree we love hearing from the fans we do the website their very best.com has playlists on every episode for every episode the ones that we talked about and maybe a couple of extras you know it's a great way to like check out a band after you like hearing us talk about it so please do leave us a a review uh we love it when people do and we're very grateful for the reviews i'm looking online it looks like someone just left another one we just got 36 ratings which is great we're gonna do more of these so beware watch out We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. And thanks for listening to Their Very Best. In the can. Ship it.